Welcome everybody to the Nerdpool Podcast with the fat fool who loves Deadpool, your host, Jamie. The water's fine. Come on in. What's up everybody and welcome to another episode of the Nerdpool Podcast. As always, I am your host, the fat fool that loves Deadpool. Yes, it's me, it's me, it's the J-M-I-E, your 77th favorite podcast host. And as always... You're sharper down the road of nerdiness, and I am really excited, really excited, guys, because right now, this next coming week, April 27th, 10 years of the Marvel Cinematic Universe comes to a head. Avengers Infinity Wars, that's right, the third Avengers film will take place, will hit theaters. It is already the largest pre-sale ticket on recorded history. This is going to be an amazing event. Marvel has done a good job of wetting our appetites by not overdoing it like they did in Age of Ultron. And I am super excited for this film. It is one of the biggest things going on in the pop culture realm, the nerd realm that there can be. And just generally, if you are into any of this, if you're into comic books, superheroes, if you're into just pop culture in general... This is going to be a huge, huge event, and I hope you go support it because they put a lot of money into this, and I just pray to God it lives up to what what we expect from it, and it really should because, let's just face it, Marvel hasn't put out a bad movie yet, and if this is the first bad movie they put out, God help us all. But today we're talking about the entire MCU. I'm doing a recap. I'm not getting too in-depth. And all of this stuff because I am going to assume if you are listening to this podcast, if you are a fan of the Nerdpool podcast, then I'm pretty sure you have seen the entirety of the MCU. I, I'm assuming that you have seen everything from Iron Man to Black Panther. Now, if you haven't, I'll give you a little rundown of certain things, but it's so much to go over 10 years that I'm not going to jump in depth. And in fact, I'm doing this a little separately. I'm going to tell you all the films that came out in order that they came out. But the way I'm going to talk about it is the way that I kind of like to watch the films. And that's out of order. It changes things, but it's the actual timeline of when the events of each film take place. Now, the reason I I do it like that is because it makes it so you can see it all unfold. You can see what leads into what without actually having to go to films because at the end of them they always have a post credit scene sometimes they you you don't know what's going on until the next film case in point iron man and things like that when you see and get introduced to captain america yet it's not you you weren't introduced until later on you don't get the story of why he became how he got to the point in that post credit scene so just we're going to go through phase one two and three real quick i'm gonna let you know when they what order they were released in and the year they were released in And then we'll go into actually talking about what the timeline of the films actually takes place in. So we're going to start in phase one with the very first one. The very first movie that Marvel took a chance on when they were having issues. They had issues for a while. They sold off their most popular characters. You know, they sold off the Incredible Hulk, Spider-Man, X-Men, Fantastic Four to Sony and Fox and pretty much anybody else that would take them at that time. And then they took a risk in 2008 and released a second-tier character, Iron Man, starring a actor who had been, you know, in a lot of stuff. He was respected, but had fallen on hard times, and they kind of gave him his break again and made him the big main name 
name, the mainstream big name that he became and still is, you know, he's it's completely redone his career, and that was Robert Downey Jr. We're, we're starting with Iron Man in 2008. Then came The Incredible Hulk, starring Edward Norton as Bruce Banner, which Edward Norton gets replaced later on. I'll talk about that. Then comes Iron Man 2 with Mickey Rourke playing Whiplash, uh, the antagonist to Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr. Then we get Thor, played by Chris Hemsworth, in 2011. Incredible Hulk took place in 2008. Iron Man 2, 2010. We got Thor in 2011. Captain America, the first Avenger, came out in 2011. Then we got the team-up of Marvel, the Avengers. Oh, great. That's probably the best film Marvel ever did. Moving into Phase 2 after that, we ended up with Iron Man 3 in 2013. Thor The Dark World, 2013. Captain America Winter Soldier, 2014. Guardians of the Galaxy in 2014. Avengers Age of Ultron, 2015. Ant-Man, 2015. All these films, respectively, starring Robert Downey Jr., Chris Hemsworth, Chris Evans. You got um, Guardians of the Galaxy with Chris Pratt, Dave Bautista, uh, Vin Diesel doing the voice of Groot. You got Rocket Raccoon who's voiced by Bradley Cooper, Age of Ultron. You have all these actors, Jeremy Renner, uh, Elizabeth Olsen joins the cast. You also have James Spader doing the voice of Ultron. And into the end, Ant-Man, when it came out, is, of course, Paul Rudd. Next, we're moving to Phase 3, which is getting towards the newer movies and what's going to come to a head at Avengers Infinity Wars, which... Maybe the end of it as it starts into phase four. We don't really know. It's going to depend on how the film plays out. But you have 2016 Captain America Civil War, which put everybody against everybody. Doctor Strange starring Benedict Cumberbatch in 2016. Uh, 2017 brought us Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 with Kurt Russell playing Ego the Planet. We've got Spider-Man returning to the MCU in 2017, played by Tom Holland. And Spider-Man Homecoming. Then we had Thor Ragnarok. Where you put Hulk and Thor together. And a great, great performance by Jeff Goldblum. Next up, Chadwick Boseman takes on the role of Black Panther in 2018. Next to a cast including Michael B. Jordan who plays Killmonger. And that's going to end with Avengers Infinity Wars coming out April 27th. Now there are a few films that are scheduled for after that. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Captain Marvel, and Avengers 4, which comes out next year. I'm not talking about any of those, simply because it's, it, it. I think that those might end up being Phase 4 movies. We'll have to see, but since we're, we're not skipping that far ahead. So that's how the films came out in the order that they came out in. However, the way you, there's another way to watch it, like I said, and that is watching it with the timeline of how the films took place, what order the timeline went into. So we're going to start into that. So if you were starting off watching it like this, you would start off with Captain America, the first Avenger. This takes place in World War II. This has Red Skull in it. This would be the very first film in the MCU where you get to see Tony Stark's father, Howard Stark, get involved and bring the Stark name into the the MCU before Tony Stark even you know, came around. Howard Stark was the Stark in the film. And this this film was underrated. It's not 
It's not the best film. It's not the best Captain America movie. But this film didn't get the credit that it was given simply because I think Red Skull is an incredible villain. Um, they, I don't think he did him justice in this, and I hope he kind of comes back and we can get another crack at it because I think Red Skull, Skull being the nemesis of Captain America, because we we the the Red Skull has always been his nemesis, and it's to see the Nazi versus USA thing. I know it kind of dies off after World War II, but Red Skull can always be used as the antagonist to Captain America. Now, I'm not going to be talking... If you look at this, there there's certain things that go with the TV show, like Agent Carter and um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm not... That's that's not going to be in continuity with this. I'm not using the TVs, even though I love the Daredevil and the Jessica Joneses and the Luke Cages. We're not we're not going into that. We're talking strictly film MCU. So next up, after that, we would get introduced to Iron Man. If you're watching in this order, Iron Man again. It starts off with Tony Stark being the man who's creating creating weapons of war and making millions and not really thinking about anything he gets trapped by a terrorist group and is they try to force him to create them a bomb to end the war or to be able to threaten the US with he ends up making his first iron man suit escaping creating more iron man suits and becoming the iron man and the hero that New York needed at the time which links him into Captain America with his father being a part of the serum that's made Captain America who he is and during that whole time of creating the Stark Industries and everything else. Next up, we right after that would be Iron Man 2 with Whiplash played by Mickey Rourke. This film, it's a good movie. Again, no Marvel movie is bad, but this film over underwhelmed to me. Uh, Mickey Rourke's character just didn't seem to have a lot of depth to it. The story they gave him, I know the story, we all understand the story, but it just it didn't have the depth that I was looking for. It didn't have the, the development of character that I wanted. And it, it had a lot of action and we get a new we get a new uh, Rhodes, uh, which became War Machine in this as Don Cheadle takes over from Terrence Howard. And I actually prefer Don Cheadle's over Terrence Howard. I don't know what happened with Terrence Howard, something about money and feeling slighted, but we're, we're moving on from that. Next, we would lead into The Incredible Hulk. Again, starring Edward Norton, who was then later replaced by Mark Ruffalo in The Avengers. This movie was fun, and it was always, it's always cool to see the Hulk go at it with another giant hulking monster. In this case, we get to see him go up against the Abomination, who is a British Royal uh, Air Force Special Agent who gets the gamma radiation to go to try to take the Hulk down. It's it's a great story that goes into it. The movie again isn't best, and but the ending fight scene with Abomination taking on Hulk in Harlem is is just action packed. And again, watching the Hulk smash is just so much fun, so much fun to watch. And we also get to see parts of it where Captain America. There's a snit bit where he where Hulk is running, and you see a frozen Captain America after the events of the First Avenger when he's frozen in ice. It's there. It's a very minuscule thing. It takes you forever to see, but it is there. Next, we'll get introduced to Thor. When Thor gets told that he is no longer worthy, he loses his hammer, and we get our first introduction to to Hawkeye in this film. It, it's just it's Thor trying to trying to get respect back, trying to prove that he he's worthy to be to wield the hammer 
and to be the the protector and king of Asgard. We also get introduced to Loki, who is the best Marvel villain the MCU has ever given us. He became so good and so liked that they tried to turn him into a good guy without turning him officially into a good guy. The film's the film's fun. It, it, it's it's good. It's kind of funny that in the progression of the Thor films, you see the you see how he goes from being a a god in Norse mythology and the way he talks to being kind of integrating himself into the culture that is here on Earth, and it's a fun thing to see. Thor has action in it. The you Loki is again a bad a great bad guy. But but the story lacks a little bit. It's the Thor films up until the third one are just kind of okay. Next after that comes the Avengers. Again, the Avengers is probably the best movie Marvel has ever put out. You finally get the shot of all of your your heroes, Black Widow and Hawkeye and Hulk and Captain America and everybody together. The shot of a of the revolving around them when they're on a circle and they're fighting in New York is is an iconic shot and it's something people have waited so long to see and it's just a fun fun movie this thing is action-packed you get to see Loki be Loki you get to see him actually be mischievous and try to take over the world using the Tesseract which introduces the Infinity Stones for the first time but the Avengers are probably the best up and next next will be phase two now, Phase 2 is weird because one of the films in Phase 2, if you're going in this order, actually jumps from Phase 3 up to a Phase 2 because of how it falls on the timeline. But coming up out of this, we would see the events of Iron Man 3 take place. This film was a departure from the other Iron Man films where you see more of Tony Stark being Tony Stark outside of the suit, but it's not he's not being the charismatic playboy that he is in the rest of them. In this, he's got anxiety attacks all the time, and he has drinking issues, and it's it's strange. And I know it's part of a storyline that went on in the comic books, but it's strange that a movie called Iron Man Three, which did the the biggest numbers of any of the Iron Man movies, doesn't really have a lot of Iron Man in it. It's mostly Tony Stark being Tony Stark and having anxiety issues. The film doesn't play out that well. Uh, the Mandarin character just didn't they they kind of ruin it by trying to give a switcheroo and bill kingsley playing the mandarin did a great job up until the end when they tried to make it a comedic role and him just being an actor and not the one in charge fun movie but you know just just nothing great next up came thor the dark world this was honestly everybody knows this is just a placeholder until the next avengers movie because this film it, it introduces another um infinity stone but it, which is the ether, but it's just, it's not, it, it really just, there's not much to talk about him fighting the dark elves and what goes on. It's just Thor trying, they, you see Thor assimilate a little bit more into the, the earth culture, but it's just really a placeholder. Next up came one of the best movies Marvel's ever done, and it was Captain America, the Winter Soldier. We get the return of Bucky Barnes, who we thought was dead. He ends up being grabbed by Hydra and turned into a sleeper agent. And this film has a James Bond-type feel to it. It is completely different than the other superhero comic book-driven movies, as it's more of a, a action thriller than it is just a straight-up action comic book movie. This movie is really well done, and it's top three best films Marvel's done. If you haven't seen this one, I don't know what's wrong with you because this is, seriously, this is an incredible movie. And this, 
like I said, Bucky comes into play in this, and you get to see the interactions of Captain America trying to come to grips with his best friend being alive after all this time and trying to find out why his best friend doesn't know him and is trying to attack him. And next in the timeline, we got Guardians of the Galaxy and Guardians of the Galaxy 2 taking place. We get introduced to the Guardians of the Galaxy, which was Marvel's first attempt. They're, they're, they took a, a obscure comic book that not you had to be a deep cut fan to know who the Guardians of the Galaxy was. There's a lot of people who claim that they were Guardians fans they are lying. You didn't know who the Guardians were. I never knew who the Guardians were. I'd heard the names, didn't know what it was, couldn't tell you anything about them. Marvel took a chance on this, and everybody was expecting this to be Marvel's first flop. They, a lot of people didn't think this movie was going to make it, going to be fun. This movie came out with laughs, action, a killer soundtrack, and came us, gave us some of the, the best characters in the MCU. And uh, this is one of my favorite films. This, this really is one of my favorite films in Marvel. This is the, probably the second best film to me in Marvel. The first Guardians of the Galaxy with Peter Quill, or a.k.a. Star-Lord and Gamora. And we also get our first real look at Thanos as we hear him speak. As, you know, he, he's giving out orders to try to get an Infinity Stones. Just a fun movie. Fun, fun movie. Guardians of the Galaxy 2 pick up where the events of the first one left off the guardians have been together they're out doing missions together we come to find peter quill's father is ego the planet who is a god and ego killed peter's mother spoiler alerts this film was fun it was not as good as the first one the soundtrack is good but not as good as the first one it took everything you loved about the first one and kind of cranked it up a little bit drax is a little over the top with his comedic roles however i did enjoy it i thought it was drax being caught up in trying to like he just learned what comedy is, so he's he's just thinking everything's funny and saying things funny. So I this this wasn't a bad film, but again, it, it's just it's not it's top five. Next up after that, we would have in the timeline Avengers: Age of Ultron. Again, we get all our heroes together, and this this movie is fun. Um, I didn't like Spader's portrayal of Ultron. It's nothing at Spader. I thought his voice was incredible, but they made Ultron into. A Tony Stark clone. He's cracking jokes and everything. I didn't really. I didn't want that. I did. I wanted Ultron to be the machine that's thinking he's doing the right thing by cleansing the planet of its overpopulation, not cracking jokes all the time. It's, it's not a bad movie. We also get introduced to Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch and Vision in this. So that sets up. You know, later that sets up more Avengers down the line. It sets it up the idea of another infinity stone that vision has that basically runs him in the middle of his forehead next up we came ant-man and ant-man was another one that had went through edgar wright as a writer and a director and him drop out and went through a couple rewrites and a couple directors and a lot of people thought that this was going to be a flop paul rudd came out and he nailed it he nailed it i mean it he did a great job of being the guy who's basically thrown into being a superhero without ever actually having trained to be a superhero. We also get Michael Pena's character, which is the breakout star of this movie. Him telling stories is great, and if I got one wish, it would be at the beginning of Age of Ultron, or excuse me, at the beginning of Avengers Infinity War, to have him come on screen and just recap the entire MCU with his style of storytelling that he portrayed in Ant-Man. I think it would just be incredible. 
Next up, we're moving to what would be Phase 3, if you're going in this timeline, would be Captain America Civil War. In this, we get introduced to Black Panther. We get the first return of Spider-Man to the MCU and all the other characters that we have known are together except for Hulk. Hulk is the only one that is missing in this as he doesn't want to be a part of it. We get to see Giant Man. Uh, we get to see Falcon come back. Falcon was raised in Avenger, or Captain America Winter Soldier. I'm sorry if I didn't mention that. But th this film, the, the airport saint fight scene in this film is probably one of the best comic book adaptions ever just to see heroes going at it tooth and nail back and forth forth and back over you know should the government be in control of them or should they be able to run their own lives should they be, should be used as weapons great film again another top five film marvel did captain america movies have been just hitting it out of the water they've been blowing it out of the water and hitting it out of the park and a great film great great film Next up, we would have Doctor Strange, where we get introduced to another Infinity Stone, which is the Time Gem. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch does a great job playing the cocky, arrogant surgeon who gets into a massive car wreck and ends up losing the ability of his hands to do surgery and goes on a quest to find a cure and in that way becomes the Sorcerer Supreme as he battles other sorcerers in the magic first time we get introduced to the magic version of the MCU, this film is Inception esque, Inception esque, and it's the way it's shot and the way the uh, camera angles are done, and some of the scenes are just beautifully put together. It is a massive CGI movie, but it's so well done. The acting is great, spot on. Doctor Strange is a good movie. Next up, we got Spider Man's first official, first official MCU movie, Spider Man Homecoming. Tom Holland plays Spider Man. Who's already is. We, we we know what happens with Peter Parker. So they didn't go into doing a origin story. And I'm glad they didn't. We get Marissa Tomei returning as Aunt May. And we get to see Iron Man in this. As Iron Man kind of be. It kind of becomes the, the father figure for Peter Parker. As he hits on Aunt May. And also helps Peter Parker. Cope with being a hero. And we watch Peter Parker. Go as, as a bored teenager. Who has these powers. And all he wants to do is good. And to watch him try to be an Avenger and to watch him have to be a regular person and then end up taking on the main villain, which is cast by Michael Keaton, who plays a phenomenal performance in this as the Vulture, as a man who was who hired was hired to clean up the events of Avengers. And after he clean, starts cleaning up, the government comes in and takes it all away from him and takes the money he would have gotten. And so he start he takes some of the alien tech and creates the Vulture suit. And they start stealing so he can supplement his income and take care of his family. And this also has a great scene with Spider-Man and the Vulture, Michael Keaton and Tom Holland in a car. And it's probably one of the scarier performances because neither one of them are in costume, but they know who each other are. And Michael Keaton does a great portrayal. If You, you can go listen to my Spider-Man Homecoming review and I'll talk all about it. Next up would be Black Panther. I did a review on that as you see T'Challa take the king take the throne of Black Panther as he has to battle Killmonger who is the rightful who feels he's the rightful heir to it. Spoiler alert, Killmonger's his cousin. Again, you can go back and listen to the Black Panther to get the rundown on that completely. And next up you would get Thor Ragnarok, which leads us into Thor being introduced to the Guardians of the Galaxy at the end. A great performance by Jeff Goldblum. 
this movie is so much fun. And out of the Thor movies, it is the best Thor movie. And again, a top five Marvel movie because it is just so well put together and so funny and so action-packed. The chemistry between Hulk and Thor is second to none. And I just I love the film. And that would lead us from this into Avengers Infinity Wars, which hasn't come out yet. So I can't really talk that much about it. We know that Thanos is coming. We're wondering where the last uh, Infinity Stone is. We don't know. We'll find this out. It's been a fun 10 years of watching this, and hopefully we can get 10 more into another another MCU universe. Um, thank you guys for letting me ramble on about movies and just give you a rundown of how it goes and just talk about them a little bit. I want to tell you my top five uh, favorite MCU movies right now. Uh, number five is Thor Ragnarok. It's just uh, an incre- incredibly phenomenal movie. Number four is Winter Soldier. Number three is Captain America Civil War. Number two is Guardians of the Galaxy. Number one is The Avengers. Now, talk to me after April 27th. This list might change, but for now, that is the top five Marvel movies for me. That is my rundown and catch up of the MCU and what goes down in it. Um, again, I've, I'm pretty much thinking that you've all seen these movies. So I'm just giving you a little rundown of what went where and what the actual timeline of it is. I didn't get too in depth into it. I know I'm trying to keep this from being a three hour podcast of me talking the intricacies of it. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your love. Follow me on Twitter at NerdPoolPod. Follow me on Instagram at NerdPoolPodcast. Thank you to all my podcast movement family that has been helping support me recently. Thank you to the hashtag Potter and family out there. You guys are you guys are amazing, amazing people. Um, follow me on Twitch at NerdPoolGaming. You know, I thank you for all the love I've gotten from anybody in the Twitch community and any shout outs that I've gotten from them. It's just been amazing. I also want to thank everybody that donated to the Walk MS event. It's amazing what, what people can do when they come together. You guys are all rock stars. I want to thank you all again. And so next time we'll be talking Infinity Wars. We'll be talking about the rundown, the breakdown. You'll know if I was shocked. You'll know if I was disappointed. You'll know if I was speechless. But we'll find out until then. So until next time, that's Nerdpool. See ya. Oh, yeah, what is that?